you have to start. Welcome to? For what it's worth. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. This is Rue. This is Tugs. And we're the host of For, For what, what It's, it's worth. worth. This is Season 2, Episode 9, Divinity, Ears, and Tales. Can they coexist? Being a furry in a heavily religious culture. We have actually used an opening song for a few episodes now, if you haven't noticed. It's by Frederick Miller, and we wanted to give him a huge thank you for giving us permission to use his music as our theme song. It's amazing. I love it. Oh, yeah. Good job. And just so you all know, the outro music we use at the end of the episode is the chill-out mix of the same song at the beginning. We figure since we spent all our energy doing the episode that the music should match appropriately. So check it out in the show notes if you like it. There is a link, and you should go and support a fellow furry. So a quick weekly recap. You know, we're going to be changing our logo real soon. Yes, and hopefully it's up by the time you're hearing this. But if not, it'll be there very soon. And anything anything that's going on in your life, Tux? Well, I've been... No, no, no. Actually, nothing. No, nothing. I have a boring life. I go to work, I come home, I sleep, and then I go to work again. And I eat sometimes. Well, I'm in the middle of moving. That's that's kind of a new thing that's been going on with me. Are you trying to use the audience to get you to move stuff? Uh, maybe. Everybody, come help me, please. He has pizza. I, I have big TV, and I need to move it. He also has big... Never mind. <gasps> <laughs> um, how Are you going to go to the Rocky Mountain FurCon? Are you preparing for that at all? I am going to be there. So, definitely, if you guys... Um, you know, guys, see me. I will have my badge on. Come approach me. I will probably have some sort of a video, I mean, a recorder there. So you can say a little hi to the audience. So To the audience? Well, to the podcast viewers. Oh, okay. I will not be attending. I'm going to rain first instead. So it will be just Rue. So if you see him, please do not kill him. I need him back. <laughs> Why would they kill me? They're going to love me. I don't know. They might give me hugs. I like hugs, so you can give me a hug. Crush his ribs. No. Don't glomp me. All right. Do you have your cookie? The metal cookie is back for part two. I don't know how I feel about this metal cookie. I don't get to eat it. I, I feel like I'm like being like cheapened or something. You can try and eat it. I would like to see you eat it. Oh, he is trying to eat it. Uh, just It's not edible, it, but it's shiny. Does it taste metally or does it just taste like paint? It tastes like metal. It is actual metal. Like blood in your mouth kind of taste? No, like cold. Like you know? blood in his mouth? Have you ever like, had your gums bleed? They, no. You t- they taste metallic. He said blood in his mouth? Blood. Oh, blood. I think he said blood. It's like, what? No. I am not funny today, apparently. So here is our fortune. True commitment is revealed in times of great difficulty. Chinese saying, in bed with a cookie. That went in one ear and out the other. Say that one more time. True commitment is revealed in time of great difficulty. In bed? With a cookie. Okay, wait. Do you take your cookies to bed at the same time? Yeah. You, you have I, I believe. Here. I believe it. you. I, I just... Who eats cookies in bed besides Ernie? I do. Do you really? Yeah. I've never that's... seen Oreos in your bed. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's just an intimate part of, you know, going to bed. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and now we know what gets him going. Uh, no, I don't have any sort of like a food. And now you know. Uh, no. Do, do, do. 
No, you don't know anything. <laughs> All right. Well, before we move into today's topic, uh, we recognize that it is going to be a sensitive topic for some of our viewers out there. We want to let you know now that we are not going to go the way that you think. So have a seat and listen. Give us a chance because we think that we have a pretty awesome episode put together. Uh, the topic, as I said earlier, is being a furry and heavily religious culture. And we want to reassure everyone that we are producing this episode with the utmost respect for all religions out there. We are going to stick to facts whenever possible. Of course, there is some opinion in here, but remember that's just opinion and not fact. And our goal is intelligent discussion and not a conversion from any religion to another. So we hope you enjoy that. And with that, we'll be on our way. Reach out, touch faith. We are joined today by Quinn, a local fur who has graciously agreed to spend some time with us today. So Quinn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a squirrel. You're not a raccoon, right? No, I'm not a raccoon, as the production notes will tell you. <laughs> the production notes were not typoed. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, I am a local artist. Uh, film. Uh, I edit film. I work with music videos. And uh, I'm also a local grocer. A gross, uh, oh, grocery store person? A grocery store person. A, a local grocer. I go around grossing people out. So what do you do at the grocery store? What's, what's your main... Um, well, my name tag says factotum, and that's an, an employee or associate that does pretty much everything. Fact that's awesome. Factotum? Yeah. I pick up all sorts of strange things as an author, strange little words that I get to use. Is that a, that's a real word, that is a, Okay. That is a real word. So tell us a little bit about this book that you're writing. Uh, I'm writing a, uh, a fantasy novel called Legends of Avignon, Trails of Fire. Uh, it is a high adventure novel about a boy and his search for a flaming sword to, uh, that he wants to use to destroy the people that invaded and destroyed his home. And how did, how, what got you into the like, furry art scene? A lot of it was childhood conditioning, most, mostly you know, everyday uh, Saturday morning cartoons and whatever. I say everyday and then say Saturday. That was kind of limiting. Um, and the then, most important day is Saturday. <laughs> that's true. Um, but as, as I was growing up, I was always fascinated by various uh, mythologies, and uh, Egyptian mythology was always my favorite, so the, the people with animal heads and things like this. So I've, I've always been kind of into the furry fandom, but not really knowing exactly what it was. And then uh, Rue came to me at church one day and said, I've seen your artwork, and... You are a furry. You should come be with us. <laughs> you told him this in church? Yes. He invited He me. was drawing in church. Um, and yeah, uh, so uh, and apparently some, uh, some of my characters were influenced by, uh, uh, by magic cards, um, specifically uh, Wild Nacadal and Ajani Vengeant from the Shards of Alara block. Are they artists? Or are those uh, cards? Th those, are, those are the card names. I can't okay. remember right now what the artist's name was. Uh, but those were, they were uh, leopard creatures and lion creatures. And so I was uh, fascinated by that art style. And so I started, I created a bunch of characters for my story uh, that became anthropomorphic characters. So how did you feel the first time that you showed up to one of these furry meets? Uh, I, uh, I was intimidated because it was a group of people that I had not known before but it was uh, quite a fun experience there was um there were other artists there and i was able to share my sketchbook and look at other people's sketchbooks and 
Then there was, you know, of course, a barbecue, which was always nice. And, and for me, it was actually kind of a gentle introduction, uh, a real simple, um, you know, apparently you're a furry, so be with us furries, yay. Did, you, did they do the one of us thing to you? Which is, just so everyone knows, it's a circle where everyone like... One I, I don't of us, th- one of us, yeah, one of we those. accept you, we accept you. Did they do that to you? No, I, I got more of that in high school. That was like, that only happened at one meet, okay? <laughs> no, it's happened multiple meets. All right, well, uh, so we're in Utah. This is where our little studio is based now. Um, Utah is a, is a fairly conservative place, uh, for the most part. Salt Lake itself is, is a little different. But you're a furry, and you're in Utah. And uh, most people don't think that the furry fandom and religion mix very well. So uh, what's it like for you being a furry in Utah? Uh, it's, it's rather strange. Um, because at work... I'm I'm openly you know like oh yeah well I'm a furry so as a furry this is my opinion kind of a thing but at at church it's more of a you know well this is my art style and it's influenced by these other other religions and I'm like ah well mm, no that's not the proper way to uh, introduce it so uh, you know it's 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 harder for me to be I, I really don't care about other people's opinions of me but it's hard for me still to express my furriness in a religious setting. You know, when you're out and about, like at the mall or on the town or whatever, do you, do you feel like you're treated differently here than you would be, say, at like San Jose or wherever another con is held? Like, uh, like for example, you said that you lived out of, out of state um, at no one point in time. How, um, <laughs> how was the culture from Utah different than the culture that was there? Oh, well, okay, so I grew up in England, and the the religious culture there is is very different from how it is in Utah. It's football. Yeah, that, that's, that's the fundamental religion there. And, uh, uh, but it, as, as far as uh, being a Mormon, it was, um, it was it, to me, it felt uh, it's a lot easier to live rel- uh, righteously or religiously in a non-religious environment. Um, it's, uh, uh, for example, you stand out more when you are a minority. Uh, but coming, moving to Utah and and being around people that are also of the same faith, it's just like kind of mundane. And I find myself assuming that if I meet a new person that they are LDS and LDS is a local term for Latter-day Saint, which is part of the full Mormon church's name. Just putting it out there. So (laughs) everyone else outside of Utah knows. Um, and that's always awkward when that comes up and it's like, oh, well, I'm not Mormon. It's like, oh. So do you, do you see, looks like, um, I, I do you wear your, do you ever wear tails out? You do in public, right? I don't have a tail. You no, don't? Not yet. But have you, do you ever people watch like when the group is out and see that they get looks or anything like that? Yeah, there's, there's the looks, there's the peculiar looks, but, uh. Do you think they're different though because we're in Utah or do you think it's just the same look you'd get if you were in another city? Uh, at very first, uh, at first impression, it's probably going to be the same no matter where you are. It's it's a lot of um, it's a lot like if you met a larper who would wear a foam sword or something like that. You know, it's it's a unique trait about us that is different from everybody else, and so when they first meet it, it's an alien concept to them. But mo- I think it's more modern society than religious society that it's it's okay, they're different. And right. we'll, we'll not question that right away. Do you think that we would get less looks if it was in a different state than Utah? 
perhaps. Uh, it's it's not so much like a living in sin thing that comes no, out it's, right away. No, it's uh, you'd get the same strange looks if you were in California as if you were in downtown Salt Lake. So we kind of want to define a little bit more of the culture here, uh, just so that our audience can kind of understand how Planet Utah, as locals call it, kind of exists. So how would you say Utah is generally different culturally? We've got, um, we're looking kind of like, what, what does the state do on the state level? What do cities do on a city level? And just kind of like, even in your neighborhood, like kind of in those three areas, how would you say that Utah would be different? <laughs> I don't follow politics, he says. <laughs> I don't follow <laughs> politics. Um, I don't know. It's... I don't know. Maybe I need a repeat of the question. I did. <laughs> 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 Write that time down. <laughs> um, basically, you know, what, what would be different in Utah, just going around? Um, like tourists, um, they come to Utah and, you know, they want to have a drink because it's normal. And no, you can't buy a drink at the bar here. You have to get food and the drink. And that's a cultural difference that a lot of people struggle with. And, um, like, you don't go down the street in the neighborhood and see your neighbors having a party with a couple cases of beer on the table here. It's just not commonplace at all. Mm -hmm. And a lot of places are closed Sunday. I mean, what what other kinds of things have you seen that Utah has that's probably more unique than other places? Yard sales. Yard sales? <laughs> yard sales. Every really? Saturday, there's, a, there's at least five yard sales on any given street. Unfortunately, I work at the store until noon, so I always miss them. But if if I was out on the streets... Saturday mornings, I would have a lot less money and a lot more stuff. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Uh, you know, what about food? I know that, that Utah has an odd fixation with like funeral potatoes, funeral potatoes, green Jello, yeah, all that, all that fun stuff. Now, have you actually had green Jello with carrots? No, I have not. As okay, good. <laughs> that is, I, haven't, I haven't had that either. There is a there's a plaque at the local buffet called Chukarama, and it actually is signed by Bill Cosby, but it is the state declaration that green Jello is the state food. And every time I go in there. I die a little inside, but I know that ninety nine percent of the state is cool with it and loves it. So, what other things? Do you think music here is a little different? Music here is very different. Um, the radio stations definitely play different music here than they they would in, say, California or Idaho. How would that be different? I don't know. It's like that. It, it seems like there's this invisible barrier of oh, if if there's like, um, you take the bands that swear a lot. Those don't show up on the radio so often around here. That's true. I've, I don't, you know, I don't listen to radio much here. I found that, at least in Utah, people will listen to like a group like Blink-182 because you know they love the F word. And, but they'll, but they'll, they won't listen to it, but they'll be like, I'm listening to something. I'm being a rebel. Yeah. But when that would not necessarily be the case in another place. No. It's, swearing's a little bit different as well. In um, in Utah, like oh, instead of using right instead of using f words, they say things like fudge. Oh, they say or, alternate f words. Yeah, Al oh. alternate f words. What <laughs> bugs the absolute shit out of me is when they say cheese and rice. <laughs> I have heard that very infrequently. Uh, they also say cool beans a lot, but that's not a swear word. It's just it's just slang. Now, how how about movies? Because movies are definitely different here. <laughs> like Charlie. Out on the billboard. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We got a, a re-release of Charlie to local theaters around here. What's Charlie? It's a, I, from what I've gathered, it's a ten-year-old film that's, it's coming back to theaters just because it's is ten it years a, old. Is it a religious movie or? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it, it, it is I a have religious to go off movie. Is the billboard. <laughs> okay, Rue, what is it? Uh, it's about this um, this lady that it's kind of a chick flick type Mormon movie where it's a non-member that gets to know this guy and they fall in love and she becomes a member of the church and 
But the thing is, is she he kind of, um, I don't know, says a couple of things that ends up making it so that they break up and all this stuff happens and then she dies of cancer. There you go. Ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's part of a, a general kind of brick of films that I've only seen here. Um, and that my my parents love. I I'm not very religious myself, but it caters to the religious culture here. Wow, so it just flew in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> it caters to the religious culture here. Yeah. Um, another film that came back to theaters uh, for this weekend is uh, Seventeen Miracles, which you know is another uh, heavily Mormon religious film. Uh, but it's coming back for Pioneer Day. Apparently, it's a Pioneer film. And, and Pioneer Day is the local state holiday that celebrates the. It's the founding of the state, right? I think so. Yeah, it's when the Mormon pioneers arrived to settle the area. Uh, How about Sundays? Let's talk about Sundays. What is what is open on Sundays? Walmart. <laughs> now, to be fair, that answer does vary depending on where you are. That is That's very true. true. In, in downtown Salt Lake, there would still be a lot of places that are open. But in more rural areas like Provo, where I work, my store, for example, is always closed on Sundays. Um and there's a uh, a nice little bit of tiny amount of traffic on Sundays. There's no traffic at all. If you want to go somewhere, it's really easy to get there because most of the places are closed or people just aren't shopping. Which I love. I love <laughs> shopping on I, so I'm so bad, but <laughs> I do because there's no one there. And it's nice, you know? You get in, get out. Yep. So, so just uh, kind of since we're painting the picture here, um, the legislature tends to annoy people here, and I'm probably the one out of all of us here who follows politics the most, but I think we can all agree that because the, the legislature has a lot of religious um, affiliation in the members there, that there's definitely a large influence in the state law. Um, I have very little to offer on this yeah. subject. But <laughs> <laughs> well, for instance, we've got, we've got really strict liquor laws. Um, it used to be a blue law, I think, that, we, that nothing could be open on Sunday. Um, and then... Also, there's a lot of push and pull between the state and Salt Lake City, which happens to be the capital, mm-hmm. um, between what Salt Lake wants to do. Because Salt Lake itself is, it does have a very um, heavy Mormon population, but it's proportionally smaller than other parts of the state. And so it's a little bit more progressive in comparison, and the legislature does like to try and change things that Salt Lake's doing because they don't necessarily like it. It's not with the mindset that they necessarily have. And that. So, so it's, kind of, it's kind of omnipresent, I guess we could say. Um, it, there's, it's an undercurrent, and it's just because of the population, really. So tell us a little bit about your religious involvement. Um, how often do you attend religious services? Uh, I go to church every week. Um, right now, I'm the, I have a position in the church where I handle the materials in the uh, media center, so I actually don't attend the, uh, the Sunday services after uh, the Sunday classes, but I, the Sunday school portion of the um, I was muted. I asked him if it was the Sunday school portion. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do I do attend church quite regularly. I don't do any uh, extra activities outside of it, though. Do you consider yourself to be religiously active? or I, I mean, I guess that kind of answers the question already. Um, you said that you go every single week. Uh, when is your um, your Sunday activities? Like, what do you do Sunday evening normally? Uh, well, I go... Uh, I have moved out of the house, but I go back to I go back home to go to church with my parents, and we kind of just spend the day together. Um, we will watch a movie, take a nap. <laughs> I love that. 
I it's, love naps. It's it's one of the one of the great activities, and and I get to see my pet cat, James, uh, Captain James Silverado. So, where do you get a name like that? It's a long and complicated story that starts with a stray cat walking into the store. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, so furry is it's a it's a very different culture. Um, it's especially when you compare it to a more religious culture, because most religions are obviously much more conservative. Um, and then, so how have you uh, found that your religious beliefs have influenced your interaction with the fandom? Like, how do you deal with? Um, there's a lot of sexuality in the fandom. There's a lot of gender fluidity. How do you, how do you reconcile that? Well, I often get that there's you know there's a whole bunch of red flags when you say furry, but then again, there's also a lot of red flags that raise when you say Mormon. So I've actually come to terms with, okay, people are going to get red flags with me no matter what I do. So it's, it's a little bit easier to, um, uh, to be uh, open about it because I know, for one thing, that a lot of the red flags don't apply to me as a furry. Um, like how? I don't know. What are some of the red flags? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like fursuit sex. Yeah, okay. So every single like, person that owns a fursuit automatically, you know, they're going to get freaky deaky in it. Yeah. Um, um, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> no, I don't think it's true either. It's not. But it's one of it's one of those, you know, furry. Oh, furry fandom is a sexual fetish like that. That's like their one. That's one definition of an outside viewpoint of the furry fandom uh, where and at the same time you have, oh, you're a Mormon. You have multiple wives. Not necessarily true. <laughs> I'm thinking of the polygamy border beer right now for some reason. <laughs> so, like, um, something that kind of came to mind when, when we were writing our, our show notes. When you go to a convention or you go to a meet, you will see people of the same gender holding hands. And they're in a happy and loving relationship. That's not necessarily something that's permitted religiously. So, how, how do you reconcile that? Do you just kind of say, well, you know, they're doing their own thing, whatever? Or, I mean, what do you do? My personal feelings is that uh, other people's choices... W- unless they directly affect me, are none of my business. Um, as far as I'm concerned, people can, people can be gay, they can, be, um, they can have sex outside of marriage, it's just that's not the choices that I would make. And uh, with, with religion, furry, and friends, do you find that, that, they, that you select, you're more selective with your friends then? Or? I'm pretty open with, with, uh, with being friends with people, it's, and sometimes it is uncomfortable with people in different with different lifestyle choices but i'm i'm willing to overlook most things because uh everyone really just needs a friend sometimes and i like to be a friend for pretty much everybody so you sound like you're more about the love i'm more about the love more about the love all right great that's good well it seems like it's time for our first break uh we won't be doing a top 10 so we will come back with the news and we'll see you on the other side From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest furry news from around the nation and locally. In national news, Megaplex is currently in progress on its last day in Kissimmee, Florida. This convention's theme is Turning Back the Gears. It's a steampunk theme. The guest of honor is Noel McNeil. He's a colleague of famed Sesame Street puppeteers Frank Oz and Jim Henson. McNeil also gave life to Bear of Bear in the Big Blue House in both body and voice. No significant news has come out of the con, which we take as no news is good news. Yay! Animaniacs Showtunes Live was last Friday at the John Lovitz Comedy Club at the Universal City Walk. Rob Paulson, 
voice of Yakko from the Animaniacs, was joined by show composer Randy Rogel, and they performed 90 minutes of classic tunes from the beloved children's cartoon. This was recorded for Paulson's podcast. While not available as, as of time of recording, it should be available soon. If you'd like a link, it will be in our show notes. Frederick Miller, composer of our opening and closing themes, has released a new album called Space Travel. It's a chill album of five tracks and can be purchased for five American dollars. The link is in our show notes. In local news, and also national news, a man in a goat suit was spotted up in Ogden, about 30 miles north of where we record from. An observer spotted a man in a handmade suit, and once detected, the suitor sat down looking upset or disturbed. The observer noted that the suit was definitely homemade, and a search of several days took place to find the person in question. Eventually, it was discovered that it was a hunter preparing for the upcoming hunting season. You know you're a furry when you find yourself asking, do I know this person, when that kind of news hits the news. Upcoming Conventions RMFC is scheduled to happen August 10th through 12th in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Doubletree. The theme is Furry Apocalypse, and registration closes this Wednesday, August 1st. If you'd like to register, the link is in our show notes, or you can visit RockyMountainFurCon.org. Camp Farrell is going to be happening in Algonquin Provincial Park, Ontario, Canada, from August 24th to the 28th. This is the first outdoor furry convention and is not hotel-oriented. Registration is currently open at CampFarrell.org. Upcoming local meets. The UFF will meet this coming Saturday, details and time to be determined. The Utah Ferries are going to meet two weeks from Saturday rather than the following week to accommodate for RMFC. And lastly, the FWIW recording schedule has changed. Normally we record and put out the episode on the same day. However, there is now going to be one week between recording and release to allow for editing. What this means is that emails for upcoming topics should be sent by the following Saturday at noon Mountain Time following a previous episode's release. For instance, after this episode, we'll be recording this coming Saturday, so please send your emails by noon this Saturday Mountain Time. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs. Join us in the second half of our show, where we will continue our interview with Quinn and also play our game. Trying to find another way To tell myself they're lying It's all only a play And now all I need All I need in my life Is to know I Know I And I know now why we need Love and empathy But remembering your life brings me back to the comedy And do you remember that night on Halloween When we drove through the town With all the beauty 
Welcome back. So we actually put out for uh, user to users to email us, send us messages, do whatever they want to do to try and get a hold of us. This generally translates into email, but I think we got some stuff on Facebook, didn't we? Yeah, we asked them to send in stories, strategies, and experiences when it comes to being in a heavily religious culture. And since this is not your normal podcast, we're going to have you respond to them. We're just the mediators. So, uh, <laughs> do we want to do the Facebook f- uh, one first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got this message from Forever Furry. Their suggestion is, is my suggestion is don't. Religious people tend to not welcome furries. If you're furry in a heavily religious community, the only thing that you can do is be a closet furry till you get out. You can't mix the two together. And your response? Fair point. It 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 kind of makes sense to me. I'm somewhat of a closet furry, but it must be awful hot in there. Yeah, you know all that fur and um, but it's. To to me, it's it's not that that big of a deal. Like I, I recognize that it, you know when I'm when I'm working on my artwork at church, I kind of get a negative vibe from from people around me. But uh, so, uh, most people that I interact with directly are kind of open to uh, to it, so it's not that big of a deal to me. You know, my opinion is is that we live in a Mormon culture, but yet we have a very successful group here. And in Utah, you know, I, I think that we have probably one of the top 10 most successful groups in the United States. And so being in a heavily populated culture, we're doing a great, you know, we're doing pretty good in thriving here in Utah. And I, I personally feel like it's not something that you have to, you don't have to be afraid of who you are. You can be who you want to be and you know people can just deal with it and if they don't like what you who you are then you know then it's something that you'll learn i guess you'll grow a little bit from it i don't know what do you think i don't know it's um it's really kind of open like uh it seems like the being a furry and being religious can be two completely independent things they don't actually have to mix so the the it's just a, a personal decision. It it doesn't really matter if you mix it or not. So just like everything else in the fandom, it's what you make it, it for yourself. Well, it's mm-hmm. just like with work. Like, do we go to work and wear our tells and different things like that? I go naked. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. If if, good, if good I knowledge. could if I could wear my tail if I had a tail and ears to wear to work, I probably would. But the thing is, we do tend to separate it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so it's another one of those things where you can separate it and you can go, you can be religious and, you the, know. The same way that I don't have to uh, read my scriptures when I'm at work. Oh, I was just going to say, and since, since when has it been that, you know, to be a furry, that, it, that it's a sin? Can, can I ask you that? Like, do you, it's, to some people, they feel like being a furry is a sin. So what do you think? What's your take out on it? Uh, for me, like I haven't in- experienced anything firsthand that's expressly like, "Ooh, if you're a Mormon and a furry at the same time, that's gonna ruin your life forever." And no, it's it's cool, but again, I haven't had an excessive amount of experience in in the furry fandom. Well, and part of it is furry is it's a personal thing, 
But just the strict definition of being a fan of anthropomorphic creatures is not a sin, I think, for most religions out there. I, I couldn't think of one. So but if you go strictly by that definition, there shouldn't be a conflict. No. All right. Not at all. All right. Well, we have another email um, from one of our regular listeners. Listeners? Listeners. Micah. Listeners. He says, Dear Ruin Tugs, it seems to me that you are facing a highly controversial and polarizing issue this week. I think we can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. The fandom and religion. Now, one could easily see the levels on which these two structures do not agree and why. One reason is the church is oftentimes found on the further right-paw side of the political spectrum, while the fandom is undeniably liberal. This is the first clear division between the fandom and religion. The painful truth is that we could spend a long time pointing out where there is no overlap between the two. What is first important to understand is that religion is a lot like the fandom, and that a lot of people get the wrong impression at first. Some people are kind of disgusted by it, and most don't know what it is about. If there's any tension between religion and the fandom, it's mostly due to a lack of understanding. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of questionable things done at cons, at fur meets, and at fur parties, but this is not an exclusive property of the fandom, and the fandom is a fairly spiritual collective. I think the biggest division faced is, that, is between homosexuality and Christianity. I personally see no division between the two, however, my views are not popular. Personally, I don't think it is fair for either side to cast stones. As I am sure you will discuss throughout your episode, there's a lot of common ground. I believe in the concept of communication. If both sides can be mature enough to be open, yet loving in language, then this rift could easily become something of the past. But communication is what any dynamic requires. Without open lines of discussion on both sides, or sorry, without open lines of discussion on both sides, they'll find themselves working in the realm of assumptions. Well, how do you feel about that? Do you think that there is a rift? Or I agree with a lot of things that were said in that post. Um, it was it was kind of a, a longer one. <laughs> so so just t- kind of recap. Um, that there is a, a little bit of a political ideology difference. Would you say that that's true? Um, perhaps. Uh, I can. I actually kind of see. I, I can see where that can come from. Uh, there, um, there are a lot of ways that you can spend a lot of money in the fandom. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of the dealers room right now. So many things. <laughs> And, and you know, if you go in there, there is a little bit of everything, just mm-hmm. kind of like the fandom, right? And 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 I like that as far as uh, being an entrepreneur because there's a, a, I, I'm actually considering going into commissions and opening up for commissions pretty soon, so uh, I can help. I, I, I can feel like I'm taking advantage of the liberal mind of the furry. I'll <laughs> 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 let you know when he opens. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, something else that he covered here was that a lot of people get the wrong impression at first about both the fandom and religion. That's definitely true. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's red flags associated with with right. every religion. And are those the? Is that what people are seeing? Then? And 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 those are just yeah, just just uh, you know because uh, any form of publicity is usually an extreme form of publicity. You you get uh, for example, I hate to bring this up, the CSI episode. Oh, everyone brings that. Up. <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. I have season four just just for that yeah, episode. I only have season four. <laughs> I have to say, I think it's the funniest thing ever. I actually have to ask because we just so everyone knows we actually have a studio audience today, and while they don't have a microphone, I'm going to tell you what she says. Have you seen that CSI episode? No, she has not. So it's not as widespread, maybe. Hmm, there perhaps. was also the MTV one back in 2000 that not a lot of people remember. Did you see the MTV one, studio audience? It was a part no. of their Sex 2K series that they did in 2000. 
yeah. And they did an episode on just furries. And of course, Stalking Cat was on there, which if you don't, if you're not aware of Stalking Cat, he is the guy who has the full tattoos and he's got like all the, uh, the surgical procedures to make himself look like a cat. I mean, he's got whiskers and they cleft his lip and put implants. So I, he really looks like a cat. It's crazy. It is pretty cool. Um, all right. The last thing um, before we get to our next email uh, is communication. Mm. And uh, he was advocating for more open communication. How would you agree with that? And how would you go about uh, trying to do that if, if you had your druthers? Um, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, I'm open for communication. So to me personally, that's not, a, that's not much of an issue. It's, it's really hard just to get um, other people to communicate with you openly. Um, I, I tend to have more of a social cast to it. So I will, I, I'm very open with being a furry with people that I'm familiar with. Uh, but, uh, as far as other people, it's, it's like introducing a touchy sub, like, uh, for example, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of foreign music musicians. So I will always introduce my favorite artist as a French musician, Jean-Michel Jarre. But so I kind of do the same tact for saying, well, I am a furry. I'm uh, I'm a fan of anthropomorphic style characters, um, which is uh, generally a uh, less. Um, it, it, it removes the assumptions on my part that they know that I'm ta- what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more thing I wanted to add before we go on to the next email, um, just uh, because it was mentioned in here that there was a rift between homosexuality and Christianity. That's actually a very common rift between multiple religions. Um, so it would apply across the board, I think, to a lot of different places in the world with different cultures on that. I would agree. So we have an email from Ryu, and we're going to have you read it, Quinn. Hello there. My name is Ryu, and I'm a blue wolf living here in Utah. I recently started listening, and I love it. When I first discovered, uh, when I was first discovered as a furry by my family, it was because my parents got into my computer while I was at school. <laughs> what That's was that? That's my rage. Yeah. Why are you raged about it? I hate it when people do that. Yeah, they shouldn't. It's do kind that. of your personal business, isn't it? I mean, they're obviously trying to look for something they don't want to find. Which and the thing is, is they're like, going to find it. Exactly, they're looking for things they don't want to see. All right, on with the email. He says, "When I got back, we drove." three hours from Vernal to Layton to go to counseling at my old church, as well as the three hours back. My parents didn't let me go to school for at least two weeks of school to make sure I didn't find any other deviants like me. And to this day, they don't understand what it's all about. However, once I hit 18 and moved out, they finally dropped it as a, he's doing what he's going to do, just make sure we're here for him. My personal advice would be to slowly show an interest so that people can associate furry with artwork first and then build up to maybe even knowing what cons are and such. I've found that people respond better when it's uh, an interest and they don't go into thinking, I should Google, what is a furry when I, co- when I get home? If you're able to describe it en- enough to satisfy their curiosity and not create further confusion... <laughs> Uh, with <laughs> that was funny, <laughs> nice. uh, with jumping into fursuits and such. Uh, as Cage said, don't accidentally create negative connections to it and relate it to things that people understand already. And please don't come out with a mom, dad, I'm gay, and I'm a furry. If you can keep them separate, you take the sexuality linked right out of, uh, right out of it off the bat. I think that was actually Uncle Kage. Oh, is it Kage? 
K-A-G-E. Yeah. Yeah. Kage. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so it sounds like he had a pretty rough experience. Now, that doesn't seem very typical for what I've seen around here, but what do you think? Um, it, it may not be typical, um, but I'm going to do a quick shout out. Hey, uh, hooray for people from Vernal. Um, Vernal, by the way, is like in the middle of nowhere, right? It's, well, it's not really in the middle of nowhere, but... But it, you have to drive... Uh, he said three hours to get to Layton, and that's... I think that's the next city over. Um, no, Layton is uh, is about forty five minutes north of here. In, so oh. it's in the metro area. Okay, never mind then. I don't know my Utah geography. I've only lived here for a few years. Um, but uh, if you look at a Utah map, Vernal is a dot in the middle of nowhere. So, but that but that's not a very typical experience, right? No, no. Um, uh, my personal experience is that um, my parents uh, when when I came to them and. Uh, about um, with my furry friends, I did a, a slow, uh, gradual uh, exposure to them. But there's still a little negative about me being a furry and hanging out with other furries. Um, I think that you should share that experience right now. <laughs> you, you use the same strategy. I I, I use the strategy, pretty much the strategy suggested here, um, and because uh, it's mostly through my artwork that I express my furryism. Um, however, I do have a desire to get a fursuit because I think that's a great, uh, great means of self-expression as well. Um, however, my mom is, uh, my mom's really negative about it. Uh, she doesn't want me to be in a fursuit or really be hanging around fursuiters at all. And what so. did you have me do? <laughs> and I had Rue show up as a surprise guest to my birthday party. <laughs> It's the handler. I observed this. Yeah, so I, there I d- was a riff. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was probably like I don't know. Normally, I don't get awkward vibes. Like I, I'm Rue. I'm totally myself. But that's the first time that I felt awkward being in suit because, like, nothing that I would do, they wouldn't even participate. They were just like a wall, like a sheet of like. They pretended like I wasn't even there. Yep, that was that was their way of way, their way of dealing with something strange happening at something that should not have something strange happening. So, would you say that that's necessarily religiously based in in the way they reacted to it, or is it just kind of like the general it's, human reaction of this is different? It was their reaction of this is different. I don't I I don't think it was religiously based, but it, religion could play a small part of their opinion. Um, or is it possibly the culture? Like how the, it's, the how majority of it would have been the family culture reaction to it. Gotcha. That's really what it was. Okay. And then the last thing in there was about uh, what was it? Sexuality. Uh, yeah the the sexuality link between the furry fandom and and I'm uh, I don't know if this is fact, but I'm I'm sensing a positive correlation between gay people and furries. Um, I would think so. You know. So and. To me, that's that's okay. I really couldn't care less if someone was gay and furry at the same time because there's gay people that aren't furries. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. But so it's. But I think he, he makes a good point. I would say because you know why why come out and and say I'm gay and I'm a furry. You know, they they don't, they're mutually exclusive. You don't have. I mean, there is a sexual component, but they're not necessarily the same thing. And if you have a a, a very conservative parent, you know. You know, well, I would say that it's. It all idea. comes down to our episode. Like, if if you're having problems with your parents, I highly recommend you listening to our our furry episode. 
where we actually had Elle's mom on um, on the episode. And that was a, a very interesting experience, um, being able to talk to her and her reactions towards it. And, and hopefully that might give you a little bit of advice when talking to your parents. But I, I highly agree that you don't want to take those two things and combine them together because they're going to automatically think that a furry is a sexual thing. They're automatically going to think that if you combine the two together. So you don't want to do that. All right. Well, thank you, Ryu, for the email. All right. We have another email. Um, this one is from Istanbul. And I just got to say thanks to him and all the Fuzzy Logic crew for being supportive out there on Twitter. They have had nothing but good things to say, and it's been very touching and kind of cool because I've listened to what they've produced for a while. So thank you, guys. All right, this is what he says, and this is kind of long, so I'm going to pare it down as we go along. Uh, He says, first, I'm pretty sure the convention Marcy was trying to think of, which was last episode, was conference, and I think he's right. Um, It was the first furry convention in California, and it was about the same time as Rar Brazel. So there we go. Mystery solved. Anyway, uh, he wanted to... Uh, share some opinions about being furry in heavily religious areas. He says, I've heard a lot of people who have had issues with this. There are always people who think that their flying spaghetti monster knows what's best, and if you're one of those furry weirdos, you're going to burn in hellfire and brimstone and blah, blah, blah. There are very few ways to deal with something like that in a successful successful, uh, manner, but I found that the best strategy is to respectfully disagree. Something along the lines of, I respect your right to your religious beliefs, but I don't share them, will do wonders with most reasonable people. For most unreasonable people, it's best for you to distance yourself from them as much as possible. And if it's happening in a work or school situation, report the harassment to an authority figure if it becomes enough of a problem for you to be unable to do your work. If it's a social situation, just try and get away from the person as best as you can. And I think you'll find that others will similarly try and distance themselves from Mr. Fire and Brimstone, and he may quickly learn a new approach to dealing with new people. So before I keep going, what do you think about that? Fair point. Fair point. Respectfully agree. Respectfully disagree. I like I like the way that that was phrased. Okay. All right. Uh, then there's the flip side of that coin. Even if you aren't religious, don't become one of those people who is vocally anti-religion. And I think that's a very good point, personally. Um, whether you're atheist, Jewish, Christian, Hindu, Mormon, or what have you, it's important to recognize that the religious views of others tend to be deeply held and are often as much a facet of their personality as their sexuality, political views, and so on and so forth. Being respectful of how other people feel even when you disagree with them, scratch that, especially when you disagree with them, will make them much more likely to be tolerant of your choices as well. And if nothing else, it gets you a nice little bit of moral high ground to stand on and a bit of dignity to go with it. So, you know, don't be anti-religion as well. Yeah. Um, then, actually, I think that's it. So, yeah, thank you, Istanbul. Yeah, yeah for thank that. you. I, I really like the diplomatic format of that uh, of that comment. Um it, it it's a really great way to say, yeah, we're different. And it's, there's no reason why different people can't still be friends. You know, it's, um, we actually recording, we changed our recording schedule, which we forgot to announce in our show opening. We're changing our recording schedule, guys. We'll tell you more about it later. Um, but, you know, one of the things I've always enjoyed is that there are certain facets in our society where we can all put aside our differences. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, religious, you know, Christian, Muslim, whatever, furry or non-furry. And you can go to certain things as a, just a big group, you like the movies, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's just so great to have that. And I think our world could use a little more of that, honestly. And I honestly feel that that's how the furry community is, is that we're fairly understanding of people from different cultures and different different races, different beliefs, 
um, different political backgrounds. Furries are all across the world and they're completely different. Um, you know, e each furry is different, but yet we get along. We go to these, you know, we have these meets and yet we may share different political views on how things may run. We still get along. You know, we love each other. We're like a huge family. And I that's what drew me into the furry community is how accepting and how loving people are. Now, I'm not going to say that we're not, you know, we're not perfect. We all make mistakes, you know, and that's why sometimes some of the drama does come is from misunderstanding or miscommunications with things because, you know, we do come from different backgrounds and different things like that. But that's what I think is beautiful about the furry community. Do you and, agree? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and Queen, Queen has this nod, nod, nod. <laughs> I, I do apologize. My eyes may have glazed over during that monologue. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's like a well. Shakespearean sonnet. But that, ha that happens whenever I'm just like constantly agreeing important. with everything that's being said. Have you run into any experiences where you've had to respectfully agree to disagree or... Uh, you know, run into intolerance like that? Very rarely. Um, I have not had any excessively negative views as far as uh, being a furry or uh, even in, in my religion. Um, so I, I, I would have to say that I have very little experience in this. In well, this how regard. about when you were um, a missionary? Well, I wasn't a furry when I was a missionary. No, that's, that's <laughs> true. But, but when you were a missionary, you had to learn... I had to learn to deal with uh, the... Uh, extreme negative reactions towards uh, the things that we were trying to share with people. What kinds of negative reactions did you get? I mean, because you're knocking on people's doors, right? Uh, yeah. Um, getting the door slammed in my face was among the lightest ones. No kidding. <laughs> wow. Um, I, uh, one of my f favorite, I actually quite enjoyed some, some where they would go on for hours, like for about half an hour, just ranting and raving about things that they really don't understand. And, uh, you know, and some, some things that they assume that we believe or that we they assume uh, that um, because one person uh, in this Mormon group believed this thing that everybody else in that Mormon group also believed that same thing. Guilty by association. Indeed. It's kind of like the same thing with furries. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you're furry, you automatically accept everything else that it's involved with. It. So, so something I'm just throwing out there, guys, and, and tell me your vote, but I think that basically, I think what Istanbul is saying really is, you know, we should, we can all take a look at our lives, especially in this context, and agree to get along better and be more tolerant and, you know, coexist. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right? I agree. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. I vote. And since I, that, it's I, only three of us voting here. I vote world peace. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore, we shall have it. There's your one fuzzy <laughs> moment brought to you by For What It's Worth. You know, I, I really think that a lot of wars and a lot of things that you know, happened in our past could have been resolved by, because a lot of it, I think, is just happens because of miscommunication. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm actually you know, if, signaling you for if, that email. If, if people would just um, communicate just a little bit better, it, you know. Everyone has heard these papers on the microphones, and that's us. We actually printed our emails this time. <laughs> so. so that we could sound professional with crinkles. So we have another Im oh. email from Vince... Vince Roy White? Viceroy. Viceroy White. Viceroy. Sorry that I butchered your name. Viceroy here. Fox and proud of it. I think the topic is experiences with religious beliefs, etc. So I'll talk about me and the experiences with my mom. 
She's very religious, and me, being atheist, for the record, I, I just don't care much for religion. I'm usually at odds with her. We have a terrible uh, mother-son relationship. She found out that I was furry, was thinking about um, dropping it flat out. Only thing she had to say was, and I quote, quit all this cuss. Did she say cuss? Yeah, quit all this cuss. This is so fantastic, Mr. Fox. <laughs> or I don't want you as my son. She found out that I was bi. That's my story. My regards, Viceroy. P.S. Hope to get a little advice. I shouldn't even be listening, but you guys are really awesome. Oh, thank Aww. you. You know well, what? You, it's okay that you're listening. I don't think we put anything out here that any grandma would die if she heard. You know, so we thank you for listening. We put explicit on the iTunes type thing, and we really probably don't even need that explicit mark on there. Um, but we put it there just in case, you know, our guest says something or, you know, whatever. It's a way of saying we're out of the box. So really... <laughs> Sorry, our, our sound tech was, was going to interject and I think he was on mute. Unmute yes, yourself. Yes, I was muted. And I was going to say, I said shit earlier in this episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was a pretty extreme reaction in that email. And wow, I, I just yeah. think that... It's such a. I've never run into that, and being just being disowned is extreme. Yeah, that's definitely uh, not something you'd want to hear from your own mother. That that can create problems in some people. Well, you know, it's it's the fandom has changed over the years, um, and if there's one thing I've really appreciated about it is that it it is a bit of a family. So even though we would all hope that we would have strong ties with our with our blood relatives, that may not be the case, and. I just want you to know that if you know you go out there and you meet furries, you will find a family that will be there and will be a good support structure for you. And you know they won't replace what you've lost, but they can certainly improve your life to a very great degree. Tugs, can I ask about yourself, like your family? Um, I have. <laughs> Watch now, they're going to listen to me. <laughs> Ten years ago, this is not how it is. Um. My parents don't know that I'm doing this podcast. And frankly, I don't think they need to know. It's not that I am ashamed. If they were to ask me, you know, whatever. I mean, they know I have my bolt tattoo on my leg. And they know I wear funny hats and stuff. And that's fine. I've just never felt that it's something that I needed to tell them about. It's what I do. It's my thing. And although it is a lifestyle to me, to them it would be no more than a hobby. So why bother telling them? Um, do but, they even know what a podcast is? Yeah, my dad actually <laughs> has Apple products. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, we, we've had strained relationships at times, and um, when they found out that I was gay, I mean, there was there, there's two sides to every story. But I feel more or less that you know I wasn't necessarily disowned, but I was certainly you know made to leave, and I had to go crash with friends. And thank God for the fandom because they were furries, and they're like, you know what? No, you're not going to be on the street. You know, you're going to get you're coming in and staying with us. And eventually, I was able to come back and find a happy medium. Uh, with them and yeah, it's, it's a little strange sometimes but you know it, there's something there um and 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 uh, thank god for my sake that it didn't wind up you know as bad as you know other situations like the one we just read uh but yeah it, it, there's some strain and i have to say i'm grateful every day for the fandom because i have the most amazing incredible friends there that will listen to me at two in the morning when i'm bawling my eyes out or some tragedy that's happened in my life you know, or someone died or whatnot, you know? And it's mm -hmm. and it's really great to have that. 
and you know they they just so everyone knows my parents are are very Mormon and very into it and you, you know. missed the mission I did my my brother however chose to go and you know what even though I am no longer a member of the Mormon church I support him because he's doing what makes him happy and that's and it's it's great okay. and he's in Japan that's worth it I'm also jealous of that <laughs> so did I answer your question yes okay. you did and were we all sharing stories or was it just hugs Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Koru, go ahead. Huh. Tell us. That wasn't an invitation. I was just kind no, of asking. No, I'm invitating. Wow. We're yeah. invitating you now. Invitating you. Um, inviting you. Well, for me, it was kind of a half and half thing. Um, he was cream and milk. What? <laughs> and nobody got that joke. Okay. Mute. So, the one half, one half of my family, uh, being my father... Um, I told and let's just say I haven't seen him since 2004. Now, it's no big deal. I mean, I'm over it, and as far as I'm concerned, it's his loss. Um, on the other hand, um, there was an email earlier, I think, that mentioned this, and I said this to my mom, that I was gay, I was furry, and, ooh, I'm even a baby fur. Shh. Anyway, um, she... <gasps> yeah, gasp. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and she doesn't care at all. I mean, we still have a great relationship. Uh, my mom is very supportive, and basically, her whole idea of it is, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's what you do. It's who you are. As long as you're not hurting anybody else or not doing anything, you know, crazy or unsafe, you know, have at it. You have a pretty so, cool mom. My mom is pretty cool. My yeah, my mom is cool. My All mom's right. a biker That's... chick too, and she carries a gun, so don't mess with her. As far as with my family, my family comes from a very. Um, you know, I come from a very, very highly religious um, culture. What, 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 what are your parents? Um, my parents are Mormon, and so I was, I was raised um, in the LDS faith. In fact, I went on a mission myself um, for two years. I went out um, to Australia, and, you know, I look back in those years, and I still think that, that those two years were the m- most amazing experience of my life, and I would never trade them for the world. Now, as far as my life and as far as, like, who I am now, um, things have, you know, things have changed with me. And I know that it's hard for my family. It's really hard for my family because they feel disappointed in me. And one of the number one things is, for me, I don't, I don't want to disappoint them. And because I look up to them, I love them. And I know that my actions of, because, you know, I've been in a homosexual relationship, um, even though that I'm bi. Um, <gasps> I never knew that. <laughs> but it, it really disappointed them. Now, as far as like anything related to the furry stuff, you know, they're supportive of, of it. Like they even came to the parade that the Utah furries did. Yeah, you talked about that in one of our episodes, didn't you? Yeah, and they were there for me. And, you know, I really appreciate their support with that. The one thing that they don't understand is my, um, you know, they, they've taught me all throughout my life what is right and what is wrong. And um, I guess I'm, I've disappointed them. But are you, you're happy though, right? I'm happy of who I am. You know, I feel like I'm doing what I, f- what I feel is right for me at this moment. So you've, you say that you feel like you disappointed them. Do you think that they are disappointed by you? I mean, do you, do you really think that they... 
are disappointed. I, I know that they love me. They are disappointed with my actions, but they are not disappointed in me. There's so much love in this room right here. It's nice. Yeah. It's very nice. So, I love my family, and they're an amazing support for me. And, and you know, it, it, everyone has a basic sense of right and wrong. And I think even though some of us have more strained relationships than our parents, that basic sense of right and wrong that that's universal comes into play, and there's still love, even if we don't all see eye to eye. We can coexist. Now I'm a bumper Problems can be worked out with communication. Yeah. Definitely. And time heals all wounds. So maybe someday me and my dad will talk again. You know, just you, you have to, I guess, uh, keep, uh, you know, keep your spirits up and keep on moving. And you know what? I hope, I hope that for you. And, you know, my father has been an amazing person to me and I, I love him a lot. And he, he, I look up to him a lot now as far as like talking about my homosexuality, he, it's, it's not something that he wants to talk about with me. And so hopefully one day that we'll be able to see eye to eye together. So be able to communicate that. But. All right. Well, thank you again to Micah, Ryu, Istanbul, and Viceroy, and also our Facebook commenter. Yes, that was, let's see, Forever Furry? Yes. I believe. Uh, we really, really appreciate you guys sending in those emails it just was so awesome to see those roll in. So thank you. Are you struggling in your day-to-day -day life? Are you lonely, listless, or ugly? Do you find your emotions a wild roller coasters of ups and downs? When someone asked if you're happy, do you find yourself responding, you're just tired? Consider the warmth and blessings of the Church of St. Mattress. Join us in worship from the comfort of your own home for regular services on Saturday and Sunday morning. Need a quick pick-me-up? We also offer evening services upon request. Church services are found everywhere, often in your own home. On the go? No problem. You can worship anywhere. Members have been known to express their devotions during long meetings in the office, on their lunch hour, after large meals, and late-night drives. Like drinking? No problem. Our members have found this only increases their likelihood to more immediately seek happiness through worship. Church of St. Mattress services are flexible and accommodate singles, couples, and large groups. Join us in reading from the Holy Scriptures. The Book of St. Serta, St. Seely, St. Simmons, and St. Ersprung offer our members comfort the more they partake. And should you find yourself seeking the good word when out of town, pre-recorded sermons from the St. Hydebed will allow you to keep the faith. So what are you waiting for? Our doors are always open and services start on your schedule. Make your life better through worship. The Church of St. Mattress. Swedish services available only in select Tempur-Pedic meeting houses. All right. Well, um, do you have any friends in other parts of the world still, Quinn? Oh, yeah. Do you, They're religious as well. Are they furry by chance? No. Well, then this question is useless. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to ask if you had any friends in other cultures. That and we were wondering were if they had not you know, any fight, challenges. But. Because the thing is, is like the community, it, it's not just the, um, the religious, you know, for, for us, we have the Mormon culture that's here. Um, but, you know, how about furries that live in the Bible Belt and different things like that? They, they come from something completely. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, me being a furry came after my military experience, so I really don't have any. Okay. Well, let's move on to something fun. The game! The game! Yay! Yay! So, uh, currently we have two first place people on our season-long board. 
Marcy is in first-ish with nine-ish points out of ten-ish. And then we have Scott, which I believe he got seven? Seven. Yes. So you will be competing for your score for this season, which will then go up on our website. We actually do have the scoreboard up now. Yes, we do. It's under the episodes button, so check that out. So we're going to have ten questions that we're going to be asking you, and each of them is one point. So I am expecting to get ten out of ten here. You are? Yeah, you yeah. Mean, you mean what you it's want? Quinn? He's amazing. Yeah. What's wrong with a little optimism? Well, I thought he was going to be the one scoring here. So. Oh well. Okay. Well, if that was the case, he'd automatically win and get ten. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> okay. So uh, after Rue, I'll read a question, um, and then Koru, our sound tech, will read a question, and we'll just round robin it till we're at the end. All right. So, so this is question one. This classic video game doesn't have eight religions, just one. Happy Happyism. What game am I? The hint in that one is a, the number eight. Question one more time. Can you get that clue? This classic video game doesn't have eight religions, just one. Happy Happyism. What game am I? It's also found on NES, um, SNES. No. Well, yeah, different one. Do you know? It also stars Ness. Ah, that's too much of a hint. Yeah, so that's four Earthbound. Earthbound. (laughs) All right, number two. You only get one clue for this one. Execute Order 66. Star Wars Episode 3. That's (laughs) not a religion. Oh, yeah, we didn't say this. Oh, I wasn't given anything (laughs) for (laughs) the theme of this game. We didn't call it what the name of it is. This is Name That Fictional Religion. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So, apparently, there's a fictional religion called Earthbound. No, no, no. That that had the religion in there. It was Happy Happyism. Oh, Happy Happyism. Oh, okay. So who? Okay. Now that I know the theme of these questions, <laughs> we, well, we had just such a heartfelt moment there. I just completely lost my train <laughs> for the game. So, execute Order sixty six. What religion is that related to? Fictional religion. Fictional religion. The Jedi Order. Jediism. Yes. One point. Congratulations. Which I've found out is something you can get stamped on your dog tags in the military. You can be an official Jedi. That's awesome. That would be pretty cool, actually. All right, question three. Machina are evil and must be shed, or sin will get us. Yeah. That was terrible. (laughs) That should be the ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Well, that's what he says in the... Is is that a line? What? Uh, We'll we'll talk about that later. So that's, that's, that's my hint for a fictional religion. Yep. Do you want the question repeated? No, because I know I'm not going to get that one. All right, what is it? <laughs> it's Yevanism from Final Fantasy X. Ah. And all the time. After he ends a sentence, he says, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know. It, I was just laughing because you had said it with a straight American accent. Then you put, <laughs> yeah, on the end. Well, what yeah. the hell kind of accent does he have? Jamaican. So, question number four. We adore the creations of H.P. Lovecraft. All I can think of is Cthulhuism. Good job. <laughs> He's at two out of four. All right. Atom bombs are God and detonation is holy. Hmm. Any guess? I've got nothing. It's the Church of the Atom from Fallout 3. And the Atom is spelled A-T-O-M. Right. How else would you spell Atom? 
A D A M. That's the name of a person. Atom is the name well, given to a small object that, uh, when put together with other things, I know. But Adam, Atom, it sounds the same thing. I have never heard of Adam and Eve. <laughs> Atom. Atom and Eve. And Eve. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and have the next question read by Corey. Every Halloween, he comes out and gives good boys and girls candy, you blockhead. What is the Great Pumpkin? Great this pump? is Jeopardy now, but yes, that I, is I, correct. I always <laughs> answer trivia questions in the form of a Jeopardy answer. Ah, <laughs> nice. Good job, you got it. <laughs> Number seven. If you look under your seat, you'll get a free car! <laughs> Fictional religion on that? Oh. I don't know if it's super fictional but it could be considered a religion by devout fans what is oprahism yes you got <laughs> it. Nice. Nice. number eight i meow and look at you from the wall above your head my arch nemesis is in the basement uh what is ceiling cat and basement cat very good awesome the writing of ages is only for those of pure blood to visit tyranny is sin he has this very thoughtful look on his face. To visit tyranny is sin. Not tyranny as in, like, anarchy. It's huh. actually the name of the place. Oh. No, 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 I'm just clarifying for the audience. Okay. Uh, I, I, can, I can't think of it. The only thing that comes to mind is uh, John Carter, but I don't think it's from that. No, no, that, that is anti-religion. <laughs> it was just awful. <laughs> what is it? The answer is Deneism. From the Mist series. Ah. So number 10, Gadget Hatchet Wrench? Hack and Wrench. Hack and Wrench was mesmerized by our cult. Yes, that may be true. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, I remember that episode. It freaked me out. So read that question again. Gadget Hack and Wrench was mesmerized by our cult. Oh, I don't know what Gadget Hatchet Wrench is from. Rescue Rangers. Oh, I feel terrible not knowing that now. I used to watch that show. It was one whole episode. Don't feel bad. Ah. Give up? I, I forfeit this answer. The Cult of Cuckoo Cola? Yep. yep. Gosh. I had the worst <laughs> song <laughs> ever. You should play it had, that. It had, I'm it sure had it's playing in the background right now. It had the orange soda and the grape drink soda and uh, what else was there? I had like the blue one. <laughs> there was a lot. All right. What's the score? The score was, I think it was five. You think? Five? I thought he got more than that. I don't think I got more well, than that. Well, if you'd like to know what he scored, please check the leaderboard. It will be up there. <laughs> but the on-the-air answer is five. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for playing our game. You're you are right. now in second place for the season. I think that that's third place. No, there are two first places because one is first-ish place. Place? First-ish place. <laughs> first-ish place. Yes. Okay. Just for the record, yes, he got five. He got Jediism, Cthulhuism, Great Pumpkinism, Oprahism. Can I read that as Orphanarium? Or Oprah, <laughs> Oprahism and Ceiling Cat. So that's five. Five. Okay. There we go. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, we want to give you the traditional last question. Do you have any advice for those who are struggling to balance living in a religious culture, a heavily religious culture, and be a furry? It's an open mic, so... If you have any words of inspiration, <laughs> strategies, guidance, whatever you want to say, Mike's yours. All right. I think the best advice that's that's come forward so far f- straight from this podcast is that communication is key. Uh, in most cases, uh, dealing with 
people, who, especially people who think uh, all these extreme ideas about uh, what one person believes, uh, communication uh, is a great way to head off a lot of assumption, and assumption is a great way to kill communication. I don't know. I like working off of cues. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't monologue very well, well so I, I got straight to the box. point, and that's uh, and that's the point that I want to make. All right, communication. <laughs> awesome. So, well, we want to thank you for coming today. We really, really appreciate your time um, to make this podcast what it is. So, thank you for coming out and being our special guest today. Yeah, I was and, glad to be here. And thank you to our listeners for sending in their comments and emails. So, if you want somebody to like comment on like different things about the show or come, you know, look at some of your artwork, where would you suggest that they go? Uh, you can find me on Fur Affinity at furaffinity slash user slash Del Cambo. Uh, the link will be uh, the notes of the, of this podcast. Uh, I am also on Facebook. Um, I don't want to plug my Facebook. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't have a Facebook. I, ha- I have a Facebook, but you'll need special permission to find me. <laughs> <laughs> You're also going to be um, drawing something for us for this this episode. So yes, his um, my, his handiwork is my artwork will now will be used for some of the icons in the future, um, and that is a fun thing for me. I get uh, a regular commission from for what it's worth. What? <laughs> we what? <laughs> that was in our agreement somewhere. <laughs> No, uh, are you making agreements without me? No, we really, really want you guys to, um, you know, support Quinn in his in his work. He's a great artist. Um, read his stories when he when he gets producing them out on um, for Affinity. If he's going to be producing them out yeah. there, I'll I'll be posting sample samples at the very least in the future. All right, well, make your way to your local for Affinity Costco and have a sample today. And thank you in advance for all your. Hard work and your artwork, and we're gonna make you a slave. Yes, yay! <laughs> slave squirrel, go! <laughs> All right. Well, next episode, we're gonna do something a little different. Normally, we interview people, but what we're going to do is bring in our studio audience from this episode, who shall remain nameless for now, and have them ask questions about the fandom because our audience is actually not a furry. She's a non-member furry. <laughs> she's she's a mundane. She's screaming in the background. <laughs> So we, we have convinced her to come on for some torture. Um, so if you have friends who are not furry, I don't know why you would have that. But if you happen to, <laughs> if you happen to, ask them what they would ask about furries and send those questions in. What are some of the questions that you have um, been receiving from, from people on the streets that are hard to answer? Yep. Or just even little things. Um, you know, our audience has asked us, you know, like, why do you prefer one name over the other? Anything from here to there. What is a hybrid? You know, exactly. just very, very simple things. Go ahead and ask them. Cast at forwhatitsworth.com. We need your emails, so please, um, we rely on you guys, so please send us some emails, and that'd be great. If you have music, please send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. We really, really want to play your music. I'm serious, so please send it in. And if you know any artists, you know, that play music, please, you know, suggest them to submit some things to us. We would absolutely love to to give them credit for, for their work and put it up on the episode. Indeed. Rue is also quite lonely because he maintains our Facebook page. Yeah. So, so please go like it and talk to him there. He <laughs> needs something to do besides this podcast. He wants to talk about this podcast. <laughs> so please like it. How do we find the page on Facebook since I don't have one? 
you know, you just type in um, for what it's worth in the search, and then you'll see pages. You'll see my little logo, my little face, or it might change um, depending. But needless to say, you will see the for what it's worth logo. We have a group, and we also have a page. So, you know, if you want to chat in for what it's worth, you're more than welcome to join the group. If um, if you just want updates on the page, um, just like it. We're kind of in this, like, really weird competition thing with Fur Media. So it, if we get to 200 before them, um, something special will happen. We don't know what it is. Cookies will explode, and I don't know, something. All right. And lastly, if you want to get in touch with us on the go, we have Twitter. We are at For What It's Worth. At us now. Do it. <laughs> we like it. We comment. We try and respond to every single at reply. Now we're going to get like a thousand just to see if we do it. Yeah. But do it. And we'll try and respond to all and, thousands. And subscribe and share with your friends. Like retweet us because that's what gets our word out mm -hmm. about our episodes. All right. Well, thank you. Also share with your friends. Yeah. Thank you to everyone out there who has started to listen. Uh, thank you to people who are spreading the word about us. We really appreciate it. It's it's just so awesome. Um, we have fun doing it. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being a supportive audi audience. We love each and every one of you. And we're here to help the fandom any way that we can. So please, you know, show your support. And also, you know, send us emails. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Tugs. And this is Rue. And Koru sometimes. And for what it's worth, this is Quinn Stormcloud. Cloud.